our individual reality is completely dependent upon our perspective. So what this means is that you actually have the ability to make things work for you in a way that is positive and not negative. And you also have uh, the ability to make things work for you in a negative way. It is all dependent upon your individual perspective. Your perspective is what creates your reality. So think of a mandala. Um, at the center of a mandala um, is the uh, situation or source of the construction of the mandala. So the energy um, source is in the center of the mandala. It's the same thing with, like, the ripple effect. So if you, like, throw a pebble in, like, a river, um, the um, kinetic energy um, executed by the pebble is what causes the ripple. So in the same way, you are in the center of your own experiences. You are in the center of your own individual universe. Your perspective is in the center of all of your experiences and of all of your reality. Okay, so this is why no two people have the same reality. You can take any situation and you can make it work for you in your favor. Actually, everything is happening in your favor already because everything that happens to you happens for your soul's growth. That's the definition of karma, right? But we don't want to see that in that way. We don't want to see things in that way. Like we go through difficult things in our lives and we think, oh, okay, like... Why is this happening to me? What an unfortunate position I'm in. Instead of thinking like, oh, you know, this is happening for me to do X, Y, Z and for me to learn X, Y, Z. Like, let me give you an example. So I had a client who um, basically like had to um, like sell their home recently and they weren't happy about it. And they moved into like this other house that is owned by like somebody that they don't like actually and when they found out the owner of the home they were like oh there's no way I'm renting this place like like um that's so embarrassing that's so you know what I mean like they were really embarrassed um and they like felt really badly about the situation until I told them like no actually like if you could just flip this script in your head and if you could just go like I'm so grateful that this person that I you know may have had a certain opinion towards before like I'm so grateful they're providing a place for me to live. Like, thank you. You know what I mean? And it takes a great deal of ego dissolution to be able to, like, do that. Like, for you to be able to say, like, oh, thank you for, like, this seemingly unfortunate circumstance. Like, that's a lot of, that's a lot, you know? It takes a lot of personal strength. It takes a lot of internal willpower. It takes a lot of, like, um, flipping the viewpoint, essentially, on its head, you know? Like, 360ing it. And people, like... If people learn how to do this, they would see that the things that happen in their life to them are benchmarks. They're like stepping stones. Like, they're like rungs of a ladder for them to climb up towards, like, a better reality. Because I told my client, like, if you just do that, if you just practice gratitude towards this person that you may not like, and if you practice gratitude and and live in this house, okay, for however you need to live there, and thank the person inwardly. You don't have to, like, physically thank them unless you, you know, obviously want to. But, like, in your head, if you just, like, practice gratitude and in your heart. And if you are, um, if you see the situation differently, then everything that you want, like, things will just start happening for you. Because you won't be in a state of resisting your 
current situation. So you won't be in a state of resistance overall. So you won't be resisting good things that are coming for you as well. You see what I'm saying? Because the vibration of resistance, like, it, you're just going to bring in more things to resist, right? Because like energy attracts like energy. This is the entire nature of the operative functions of the universe itself. Like, it is one big magnet, essentially. And so we, we either, like, attract things to us or we repel things. But even the act of repelling something is attracting the opposite of it. You see what I'm saying? So we're always attracting things, like whether it be like situations that we like or situations that we don't like. So if we're in a state of attracting negativity because we are in a state of like resistance, so-called negativity, right? Because what is negativity for you may be a blessing for somebody else, right? So like if we are in a state of resistance, like we're going to keep attracting more things to resist. If we're in a state of love, we're going to keep attracting more things and more people to love, right? So, in that circumstance, in that case, like, we can come to realize that you, like, we on an individual level, you on an individual level have the ability to control your own personal vibration. You have the ability to control how you feel about things. And then, when you can do that, the things around you will begin to change to mimic your feeling. You see, a a terrible, quote-unquote, terrible situation that you may have perceived as being terrible before, it suddenly won't seem so bad, and then you'll attract more things that don't seem so bad. And then, you know, if you can master this, you can start feeling actually kind of, sort of good about it, and then you'll attract kind of, sort of good things, and then you can start feeling really, really good about it, and then you'll attract really, really good things into your experience. See, so... This is what I told my client. I told her, you know, like, that's fine. Just rent the house. Stay there for a bit. Um, enjoy it. You know, enjoy your experience there. Because if you can enjoy it instead of resenting it, again, you're going to attract more and more things to enjoy rather than more and more things to resent. And another thing I told her is that when it comes to life, nothing is ours. You know, like, we think that we own houses and stuff like that. And maybe from a fiscal perspective, like, from a financial perspective, like, we do. But from a cosmic perspective, like, we, we don't own even our bodies, you know? Like, we're renting these bodies as well. Like, when we pass away, it'll be returned to Earth, right? Dust to dust. So, like, think bigger, you know what I mean? Like, kind of expand your viewpoint here. Because we don't need to walk around, you know, thinking that, oh, this is mine and this is not mine. Nothing is ours anyway, <laughs> except, except guys, accept your vibration, accept your energy, accept how you feel, because that, that comes from your soul, right? That comes from your life force energy. It is, again, the mandala, right? From your soul, from your jiva atma, you have the ability to um, experience things via your consciousness, right? And so your experience of the things that you are experiencing is maintained, you know, by you, right? By your, by your soul, by your, by your jiva, by you, by who you are, you know? You are the soul, right? You, you don't have a soul, you are the soul, right? So you have a body, right? So you can master your vibration because that is a direct reflection of your, of you, of Y-O-U, of you, 
it's like if I were to bring up the ripple effect of like throwing a pebble in the in the water again um you're the pebble that's your soul that's you okay (laughs) um and the ripple effect so to speak is uh your um is your vibration okay that's why if you've ever seen like rice on like a subwoofer right and like different beats start playing and the rice rearranges itself accordingly because vibration is number one um it so everything is energy number one number two vibration is a direct um expression of the energy that things hold and and of the energy that people hold as well so if you can change your vibration um which is your feeling then your experiences actually begin to really change like i remember when i was in college i would go to parties um during my second year and to somebody else like you know you walk in and like to someone else like it seems like a dark house with like raging like rap music going off you know what I mean there's like neon lights everywhere and like cups and like people and like it's stuffy and crowded like it's a different thing to each person right like to someone who doesn't like parties it'll be a place that is stuffy and crowded and gross and smelly and like ew get me out of here but to me (laughs) who like loves this kind of stuff or like loved right um definitely like not anymore you know I can't do that kind of thing anymore like I literally would want to leave but at the time you know it was like heaven because it was like a place for me to explore the depths of my being and my awareness and I would like enter into meditative states like as crazy as that sounds because it would be like a like a get lost type of situation you know what I mean um mentally for me it's very 12th house energy I have a lot of planets in my 12th house so with that being said depending on how you view your circumstances your circumstances will change this is the law of attraction quote-unquote right or essentially yeah this is the law of attraction this is like changing your attractiveness your vibration right to match what it is that you would like to attract that's it that's all it is it is very easy. It is the, it is just tuning into the recipe of, of creation. And it is t- tuning into how, how it all really works, you know. And then it's mimicking that recipe in a way that favors you. Because we're always manifesting all the time. It's just that if you manifest unconsciously, you'll be manifesting undesirable outcomes into your experience and into your awareness. And, like, that's why, you know, a lot of us don't like our lives that's why a lot of people are unhappy because based on their vibration they've been attracting things for so long you know and like suddenly they want their life to change like it's gonna take for you to realize you see it's a lot of self-realization like it's a lot of getting real raw and honest with yourself and and going oh okay like this is my negative thought pattern here this is my addictive tendency here this is where I need to do shadow work. This is where I was hurt as a kid. This is what I need to resolve from even past life um, issues. This is what runs in my bloodline and my generational lineage. See, 
So there's a lot of stuff there that lies primarily in the root chakra as well, if you want to map it out on, like, on the scale of the human body. Um, but there's a lot of stuff there that, like, it constitutes as healing work, right? And the way to heal is to purge, like, as much as you can. The thing about healing is that it's just, like, taking off jackets. It's, like, taking off, like, layers of conditioning that you've had for forever. And when you take all that stuff off, you become very free and light. And then when you become light, inwardly, on a vibrational level, you can ascend. Something cannot go upward if it's heavy. Wouldn't you agree? Like, something cannot, like, move upward if it's, like, being dragged down. Or pulled down by, like, all this resentment, regret, negativity, guilt. Like, all these emotions, they, like, if you feed them, they will sit within you and they will feed off of you and your life force energy. And they will rest and nestle themselves in corners and crevices of your mind and then your body. And then they will manifest as illness. Okay? Mental illness, physical illness, dis-ease. Not ease, but the opposite, which is dis-ease, disharmony, right? So, so when we feed these emotions as human beings and make these emotions our truth, like, oh, okay, I hate that person, right? What are we doing? We are claiming that as our truth, right? If you've ever gone on TikTok and you've, you've even watched one tarot video that pop up on, like, your feed or whatever... You'll see the comments are full of comments that say, I claim, I claim, I claim. So when you say, oh, I hate that person, you are claiming that as your reality. You are claiming hate as your opinion, right? Which um, is not necessary. <laughs> because if you have hate as, as being part of your personality trait or if you have hate as being part of your personal opinion or like um, anything like that, you're saying that it's a part of you. Are you, you know, do you identify? Like, do you fall under the umbrella term of hate? Are you under? Are you subordinate to hate? You see what I'm saying? Right? Is hate more strong than you are that you hate that person and that, that is your truth and, and you succumb to that truth, right? It's the same thing with love. If you say, like, I love that person, like, you are putting yourself subordinately under the emotion of love which is our constitutional position anyway as being, you know, children of the universe actually, right? Because the universe is actually just made up of love, right? So, like, that's what all of creation is, right? So, like, but if you choose hate and if you go, oh, I hate that person, that becomes a part of your narrative and then that festers. It grows. Oh, I hate these people. Now it's multiple people. Oh, I hate myself. I hate the way I look. Okay, then see how it spreads, right? It spreads. It manifests more and more and more. It has. It grows more heads, basically, right? And so when this happens, it becomes a part of your reality. And then you wonder why you're, you're attracting things like, like people who hate you. Or, or negative circumstances in your life, or even, like, monetary issues. People need to understand that negative emotion is directly connected to money. And, and how your money frequency is, and how your money flows to you. And when I say money, you can, you can think about it, you can think about wealth on all aspects, right? Money is not just fiscal 
paper money. It's also your health is your money. Because if you have poor health, you'll spend a lot of money trying to have better health. You see what I'm saying? Money is also your comfort. Your ability to um, be happy is your money. Right? So, so all these things. Your joy, right? So all these things. So, so emotion is directly correlated with your financial standing and your abundance. And the truth is that we are all, like, our birthright is abundance and, and ease and, like, living a beautiful, like, sweet life. But it's just that if we let all these, like, human experiences bog us down so much and if we don't do the inner work to heal from them, then we are falling prey to our karma. We are subordinate to our karma instead of being on top of it and commanding our karma and resolving our karma and solving our karma and making sure we don't incur more karma and being careful about our action-reaction, right? About the actions we we demonstrate that incur reactions. Because a pebble being thrown in, in water... A pebble being thrown is the action and the ripples are the reaction. So we have power. We have a lot of power as that pebble. We have a lot of power as, as the motion of you know the pebble landing, as the energy of the pebble, the kinetic energy. Like we have a lot of power. What ripples are we gonna make? You know? Like even on a mental level, even on an emotional level, because our emotions and our our thoughts, like they hold so much weight, they hold so much vibration, and they make things happen in our lives. They make things happen. And everything is connected. Like, a thought that you think will stir up an emotion inside you, which will then procure an action. The action that you undertake will then incur reaction. This is the nature of karma. Right? So back to my client example. When I when I gave them this analogy, and when I told them, hey, you can... Um, go ahead and, and, you know, just stay there for a bit, see how it goes, enjoy yourself, make sure to enjoy to play because enjoyment will bring you more enjoyment. See how that works? And we're all children and like you deserve to enjoy wherever you are um, as like a free being, you know. And then I also told her like nothing is like ours and whatever you want, like if you want like a big home that is yours or whatever, like you can get it. You know, if you want to, if you want to, like, own a home, essentially, like, you can have that, right? It may not be right now. That's the thing. That's, that's the thing. People, like, think that if, if it's not now, it's never. No. You can make things happen. You can make things happen. If you want to own a home, you will own a home. You just have to commit to the idea of it and then commit to the um, strategy of, you know, of getting it and then execute the strategy and then you will have it, right? So you you can have whatever you want. It's just that it'll take time though, right? And in that time, you will be executing your strategy to get the home. So like, there are these steps, right? To, to let's say, manifesting something that you want or like even healing. Healing is a step-by-step process, which is, healing is just manifesting what you want because we all want, love we all want abundance we all want happiness we all want to be recognized and 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 love and be loved and everything 
mm-hmm. right? We all want health and happiness and, and just come on, the best of the best, and we deserve it too. But yeah, healing is a step-by-step process and it does take time and it takes effort. And, and don't even consider time when it comes to any of this stuff because time will pass anyway, right? What matters is that you are undergoing the step-by-step process during that period of time. And you can start by remembering what I told you in this podcast. That you have the ability to control and maintain your own vibration. Be cognizant of it. Just be aware of it. And then you can have whatever you want. Eventually, (laughs) you know, through healing and shedding different layers of conditioning and realizing who you are. And becoming very, very light inwardly. And a few things happen when you shed layers of conditioning and when you heal. Number one, you become very, very good at playing playing the game of life. You become very good at manifesting whatever you want. Because you're healed. Your aura is, like, sealed, right? You don't have holes in your auric field. So you become a lot more powerful spiritually. You can manifest whatever you want. You have the power of the tongue. You have all these things that now you have a lot more power, so you have a lot more responsibility. But hey, that's good because you are spiritually a lot older than you were before you even began this healing process. Mm-hmm, right? So, so you can manifest quicker, number one. Number two, you can manifest better things, right? Even if you, like, are in a state of resistance or low vibration, like, um, because your frequency is so high, it doesn't really manifest easily into your environment because you're already, like, uh, protected via your frequency, essentially, right? You're already, like, good to go because that's, you've done the work, you know? And number three, you become very healthy. You become mentally healthy, you know? You don't think intrusive thoughts anymore. You can heal ADHD, depression, anxiety. You can heal these things. You don't just treat them. You cure them. Depression can be cured from this. You understand, not from a pill, not from a therapy alone. Therapy is, is the kickstarting point to your healing process, or it should be. Now, if you have a therapist that is taking you in circles, like that's obviously terrible, right? But therapy should be the, the kickstart, it should kickstart your healing journey, is what it should do. So, so... That's what happens. That's a, that's the third stage of what happens when you become very light inwardly and when you've healed or or you have done a lot a lot of healing work. That's what happens. Like you can heal depression, you can heal ADHD tendencies, right? You can change. Like your mind can change. And and really like become different, you know? You can have a different mind that is like really really healthy. <laughs> And the mind manifests the body. The mind manifests the body. Meaning that any condition of of illness that one is experiencing, it has first manifested in the energy, in the mind. Always, 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 always. It's first begun there. Like, there is this movie called Heal with um, Joe Disposa. Am I saying his name correctly? Joe Disposa. Benza, <laughs> Joe Dispa. I don't know how to say his name, but there's this movie called Heal. Um, and let me look up his name quickly. 
because I hate being wrong. Um, <laughs> his name is called Joe Disposa, and I'm pretty sure. And D- Dispenza. Oh my God! Thank you. Okay. So this is a documentary called Healed with Deepak Chopra and Peter Crone and Joe Dispenza. And um, in the movie, it actually like shows you firsthand how illness and then cancer and, and autoimmune stuff, like that stuff first starts in the mind, okay? And it starts in the mind as grief, as guilt, as, as resentment, as hatred. That's how these things begin. That's how they start. That's how they form. And then I told you, right? These emotions will fester and they will grow and they will leach off your innate life force energy until they become um, resonant and, um, and, and viewable in the body itself as illness, as disease, as an injury even sometimes, right? When I was um, in college back to my personal college example, my second year of college and I like would go to these parties and stuff. I was very, I had just begun basically my healing journey. I had just started. This was in 2018 and I had started my healing journey in 2017. So I had literally just begun and I would like go to all these parties and like, and then, you know, I, I would go to the gym and like these things would be healing for me, I I was, like, learning to walk in my healing journey, so I was just starting out, right, so, like, I would do all these things, and I would, like, make sure that they, like, soothed me, which they did, um, and I remember that I would, like, keep, like, hitting my ankles, like, on everything, and I was, like, what is wrong, like, with, with me, like, why do I keep hitting my ankles everywhere, And then later on, like, it took, like, years later, I, like, came back to this, and I realized, like, oh, okay, wait, hold on. The reason why um, I was, like, constantly bumping into things and, like, hitting my ankles is because I was just starting to, like, rebalance, you know, because I I had been so off balance, which is what actually kick-started my healing journey. I was, like, very depressed, very depressed, like, completely and just really not, um, going in, like, the right direction in terms of, like, my health, you know, like, I was doing things to self-harm, essentially, like, routinely, um, which we all do on various levels, but, like, I was doing a lot, a lot of it, right, and so when I started my healing journey, I would, like, bump my ankles everywhere, and later on, I realized it was because, like, I was just stabilizing, you know, Like, as a person, I was, like, just stabilizing. I was, like, just beginning to stabilize emotionally, mentally, etc. And and the ankles represent the foundation of your stability, do they not? The feet, the ankles, right? So, um, (laughs) so, yeah, it's, like, an interesting little anecdote. But, um, this is the nature of everything. You can reverse engineer any problem you have in your life or situation and you can find the root cause of it and you can get to the bottom of it and you can get to the root. This is what Mula Nakshatra is really, really good at in astrology. If you study Vedic astrology, you'll know this or astrology in general. You'll know this. You can get to the root of any situation and you can trace it. Um, sorry, you can trace any situation back to its root. Okay, 
So, like, let's say, like, you don't like math and you're failing math, right? Well, maybe your issue is that not that you're bad at math. Maybe your issue is that you're bad at focusing. That was my whole problem, personally, in school when I was, like, 10 and, like, you know, from ages 10 to, like, um, I didn't, I didn't really actually get good at focusing until college, because I had to, and so I had to literally learn how to focus, and I had to learn how to learn, you know, but in high school, and, and even before that, like, I had the attention span of a goldfish, because I, my head was just, like, thinking about a billion different things, like, I remember, like, in fifth grade, I would, like, sit in the classroom, and I would, like, view the classroom from, like, ten different perspectives, like, I was really on, like, the Milky Way, you know, for, like, a long time. <laughs> but that's, like, again, 12th house situation. Very dreamy, very Piscean, you know, romantic, very, like, just really, like, all about imagination. So... So you see what I'm saying? But then you can learn. You can learn how to focus. Like, I had to learn how to focus in college. I had to learn how to learn. And you can do that. Anybody can do that. You know? But again, back to the example I gave, maybe you're not bad at math. Maybe you're just bad at focusing. And so you can reverse engineer. Like, never underestimate the power of reverse engineering. Any problem you have, it can be solved simply by changing your personal outlook on it. And changing your internal vibration you know along with the the personal outlook what happens is when you change your perspective your vibration begins to shift as well you don't need to like do all this like saging and like cleansing and like that's fine whatever but mental everything is is in the mind everything starts and ends in the mind so mental healing like will result in physical healing and will result in protection and will result in everything that you want to achieve it starts in the mind Mm -hmm, right so this is what I wanted to talk to you guys about today I hope this was helpful for you I love you so much and let me know if this was helpful and I will talk to you in my next podcast peace